I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. The golden doodle is under the desk and the light is blinking red. That can only mean we are here with another episode of Advantage Connors. As always, your host, Brett, Jimmy, you're not in California. Where are you? Uh, we got a little distance between us this time. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm down in Florida. Uh, I get to see your sister and uh, spend some time with her uh, uh, down here and doing some uh, some business with her, trying to you know straighten a few things out. And yeah, I got a golf tournament coming up, uh, playing with my good friend David Schneider. So uh, I hope he's got broad shoulders to carry me through, but uh, hopefully I can help him a little bit along the way. But uh, yeah, I've had a, a couple good days, been busy, been uh, you know, been trying to get a few things accomplished so that when the golf tournament comes around, I can uh, you know cut loose and try to play some decent golf. So yeah, I hope the weather stays good, and uh, it's, it's been so far, it's been a good week. Hoping it stays that way. Yeah. Okay. So, give me the format. How many day tournament are we talking? Is it best ball? Does it is it like does it change formats daily, or how's it go? It's twelve groups, and you know, there's different groups of uh, you know the scratch golfers and you know the, the the really good teams, and then you know they have levels of teams that uh, that go. So there's six teams in in each group, and you, you play within your uh, within your group. So the first day, which would be Friday, we play three nine hole matches against okay. the three of the other teams in our in our group and and uh you know how that works you you know you try to every hole you win you get a point if you tie it you get a half a point mm-hmm. if you lose it you don't get any points and okay. you know so uh it's you know uh, for me you know that would be 27 holes uh you know on friday so that that's a lot of golf for me yeah but uh, and then and then saturday we play two more nine hole matches and then you know you take the the top point getters of, of each group. And then they, they get into a playoff. And then that's Sunday. Uh, and, and that, and that, no, that's on, uh, that's on Saturday afternoon, you oh. know? So uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it goes in a hurry. There's uh, <laughs> there's a lot of golf and, and uh, you know, and then, and then if you don't make the playoffs, uh, then, you know, you sit around and, you know, have a bite to eat and, and, you know, watch the guys try to, you know, come through and, and uh, you know, they got, they got 12, teams that are in the playoffs so you know the first guy to make a birdie is going to 
you know, going to have a good chance at winning. So, but it's a, but it's, it's a fun event. There are a lot of good guys, a lot of good guys that I've met down here that, uh, that I played with before that, uh, that I haven't run into for a while, which is kind of fun. And, you know, hopefully I can hold up my end and, and uh, help my friend David Schneider a little bit, which, uh, you know, he's already put the pressure on me. I don't know if I can handle it or not, but he's already put the pressure on me. <laughs> so be fun. Yeah. And, you know, just to say it's, 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 uh, it's the team's best ball. Okay. So, you know, if I make a five and David makes a four and, and the four ties the hole, then, you know, we tie the hole. You tie so, the hole. Yeah. Okay. So well, there's going to be, yeah, be fun. I'm guessing there's going to be plenty of side bet action going on out there. And then, well, th- yeah, that's well, the fun part. <laughs> we well, we already saw a couple of the other guys in, uh, in, in, in our group and uh, we've already got the action going. So Uh-oh. it's, okay. uh, yeah, it, 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 and, and, you know, you know, you're in trouble when they're looking more forward to it than you are. Right. So right. <laughs> they've been they practicing. Said, you know, I, you know, I said, you, uh, you guys, you might want to have a side bet, and they go for sure. Mm. And I'm going, uh oh, <laughs> I think we're, I think we're in trouble. But uh, but but it's going to be fun. There's be a lot. There's it's a lot of good guys, and you know, there's a lot of good golfers here, Brett. I mean, there's you know, plus handicaps and and uh, scratch golfers, and you know, guys yeah. that hit the ball 300 yards, and you know, I I, ju- I just poke it out there about 225 and hope for the best. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I've I've played it a number of times with David, and uh, we've uh, we've had a great time every, uh, every year we played. So I'm looking forward to another one. Ham and egging it is what the, your it. team name is going to be. So you got to give us updates so we can uh, tweet them and and keep everybody updated out there through the weekend. I'll keep you posted. Okay. Uh, I, uh, what's up? No, I said I'll keep you posted. Okay, yeah, good. So uh, you got we got a little uh, something to talk about from the, the Australian Open, right? Yeah, definitely. I know uh, you got an early tea time, so we won't keep you too long. But yeah, let's wrap up what was a very exciting AO uh, weekend. We talked. Uh, we were filming. We sorry, filming. We were recording uh, right as Sinner Djokovic took the court. They played about half of that first set. It went pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts. Sinner comes through, wins the semi against Joker in four, then comes back from two sets to love down against Medvedev, who makes his sixth Grand Slam final on hard court, goes up two sets to love, and then Sinner turns it on like he like he's done all tournament. And uh, you know, I think a little bit with maybe Medvedev getting tired, uh, was able to come through in five and uh, win his first Grand Slam title. And I'm super happy for him. And I just, uh, what's your take on it all? Yeah, you know, and I'm going to go back because uh, a couple of years, you know, I I always say that we, you know, been touting center for a couple of years. You picked him. You know, I I remember when you first said this kid center is, is, uh, he has got a lot of talent. He, you know, he, he's got great possibilities and going to be good. And, and, you know, you pointed him out to me and, uh, you know, I know you watch a lot of tennis, bud, and so, you know, got me interested in watching him and his, his, his game and his attitude and, where he was at the time and and then you know what he had to do to try to get to this point of winning a grand slam so it's been a fun journey for me you know uh, because of you so you know to let me watch him and a lot you know to to get into you know uh, uh you know digging and what it would take for him to win a grand slam and mm-hmm. and and you know and he did it and he came through but you know uh, he he's a, a, seems to be a no nonsense kid you know, and, and he's looking every every day, every match and, and every practice to to try to figure out a way to get better and to get in better shape and, you know, and, and to, you know, 
put on that kind of show to win a Grand Slam because as as we've talked about many times, bud, that uh, you know Grand Slam is totally different. It's two weeks. It's three out of five sets. It's seven matches, and mm-hmm. you know, and 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 as uh, you know, I'm going to jump to Medvedev as, as he proved. You can play a lot of tennis. I think he was on Medvedev was on court for almost 24 hours. Yep. You know, with the with the uh, seven matches that he played or six matches before. And, you know, that that's a lot of tennis. I mean, you know, grinding and nerves and, uh, uh, you know, putting that kind of effort into it. And but you know what? That, you know, these kids are they're young and, and uh, they're, they, they've got to be in that kind of shape to to go up against those guys that play that kind of tennis and still win. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Medvedev, you know, to me, he it was interesting. He came back from being down two sets to love in the semi against Zverev against Zverev and, and one in five. And then in the final, he's up two sets to love against center right. and loses in five. Right. You know, so yeah, it, it seems you know, ten, tennis is a strange game. I mean, it, you know, I've always said that it takes one shot. It takes one lucky break, one sound from the crowd, one, you know, one something that, you know, stirs you. And, uh, hey, you know, I'm down two sets to love, but this ain't over yet. And, and uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, I, I like Medvedev, too. Uh, you know, he's, he's gotten to six grand slam finals, all of them on hard courts. If you, as you said, has won one, uh, you know, so if he's getting there, that, that means he's, you know, playing some pretty damn good tennis, but you know, so now, now you look and say, what's it going to take for him to, you know, to break out of that and, and win another one. So see, that's the great thing about tennis is you you always got something to work for, work towards, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to have out in front of you to say, you know, if I do this, I'm going to get better and I'm going to win another one. And, and, uh, you know, but, uh, and, and as you said, uh, you know, center winning, uh, from everything that, uh, you, you know, the grind and everything that he's put into it and he's still young, you know, to have, uh, you know, won a grand slam. I'm happy for him. Yep. Good effort. Yep. Uh, first Italian man since I think, uh, is it Panada? I think, uh, well, Adrian Panada in 76 Panada. at Roland Garros. Yep. 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 I mean, pretty, I, I think, uh, pretty exciting though, right? Yeah. Big time. I mean, he's the only guy to beat Joker as the number one seed. Joker had been 47 and 0. Joker was 10 and 0 in semis, 10 and 0 in finals. So he stops that streak. The thing that was impressive to me is he Joker didn't get a one break point. He didn't see one break point against center. He protected the serve wow. that well. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of Sabby last year with Sinner, just because everyone last year was talking Sabby, couldn't, you know, couldn't break through, couldn't get to a final, you know, and then she does, and then she wins, and she wins, you know, uh, in a third set, in a really good back and forth match. And it seems like Sinner had had all these, you know, stuff swaying around about him. Can he get past the semifinal? You know, he, he won his Masters 1000 in the in the summer. You know, can he beat, you know, top five seeds? And he just went down the line and knocked all those off. You know, he beats, right. you know, gets through the semis. Not only that, beats number one player in the world, Djokovic, 10-time champion here, never lost in the round. Boom, you know, checks that. Then he gets to the final. He doesn't, he's not happy with it. He comes back from two sets down against a great player like Medvedev and is able to come back and win it, you know, and, and he's able to, to withstand like the abuse of like you said uh, two weeks three out of five sets there's been some talk about center you know he breaks down sometimes he's had some health issues where he's had to you know pull out of some matches or some tournaments and all that shit just got pushed to the side and there he is holding the trophy at the end of it and uh, i thought it was great i think he's so much fun to watch yeah 
Yeah, you know, it, it goes. It, you know what I like uh, about Medvedev, and I like about Sinner, and you know, it seems like these young guys now are starting to step up. Yeah, I, I know Federer is gone, and and the, Nadal is, uh, you know, it, it reached another rough patch. He's gotten injured again. So, what the future holds for him, you don't know. But uh, Joker's still being around and and still trying to you know, set records and, you know, lay his reputation on the line and everything. It seems these young guys are saying now, you know, but, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to finish my sentence first saying now that, Hey, maybe it is our turn. Right. Maybe it is our turn. And, you know, Federer is gone and Nadal's hurt, but Joker is still, you know, in there grinding. But on the other hand, don't count him out. No. Uh, uh, Djokovic I'm talking about because he seems to always find a way to find something to inspire him, to motivate him, you know, to to get him back on his game and, and to get him back on track. So, uh, you know, even though he's he's got those few years on him and, and uh, you know, it happens to everybody. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, he'll find a way to use whatever he can to to try to get back on track and to win a French or to win a a Wimbledon or a U.S. Open before this year's out. So, uh, you know, all this does, Brett, is set up a, another good rivalry mm-hmm. uh, in tennis. You know, and it's needed. Yeah, you know, it's 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 needed. The old and the young. You know, who who's going to come out on top? You know, this time Sinner did. What's going to happen next time? You know, can't wait to see that. Right, it's going to be good. Right, and I mean, I, I think also like. Y- to be honest, Joker didn't look good in those first two sets. You know, and we're all sitting there waiting for him to kind of flip the switch and turn it on. And sure enough, he does. In the third set, he starts kind of, you know, hitting the ball cleaner and hitting it deeper and and uh, and hitting his serve better. And Sinner had match point. And you're thinking, wow, Joker, you know, flips it around, pulls that set out. And you're thinking, okay, you know, here he comes. But no, Sinner was able to kind of like, you know, settle himself and uh, just get back to smacking the ball. He broke him kind of early in the fourth and and was able to, you know, just ride it out from there. Sinner was 0-8 against top five players at majors. And he took out three mm. in a row going against Rublev, right. Joker, and Med. So I think, you know, a lot of the, you know, quote unquote demons that that surrounded Sinner, in, especially in Grand Slams, have been, you know, put to bed with this win. Medvedev, it's it's tough because you know he's one of the best hardcore players out there, you know, and you know both overall right. players too. But but you know six six finals and only to have one major, it's it's tough. But I mean the competition he's gone against, you know, coming back, he he was up two sets to love against Nadal two years ago, and Nadal was able to come back. So it's right. it's tough, yeah, dude, because well. Med's so likable too. You know, it was one of those finals where. I mean, I was, I was kind of rooting for Sinner more because I wanted to see him get his first. But, uh, you know, if Med had won, I wouldn't have been, you know, heartbroken either. Yeah, it would have been good either way, uh, it, you know, and, and it was a different final to not have a, a Federer or a Nadal or a Djokovic in, in the finals of a Grand Slam. I mean, you know, obviously they've they've ruled uh, the, the Grand Slams the last 15 years between the three of them and, and, uh, uh, and, and to have a final where neither one of the those three were were there you know just you know created a little more interest and and uh got some other people watching and said you know well who are these young guys coming up and tennis needs you know that also i mean they you know they love their champions and they love the winners and those who have set the records and all that but you know they also want to know you know when those guys are gone who's going to take their place mm-hmm. and, and 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 i think they're seeing that now you know, they, they've got a good view of the young guys coming up with, 
you know, his arrow seems to be playing better, even though, you know, he's uh, 27 or 28 years old. That's still young. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got Al- Alcaraz. You've got uh, Runa. Uh, Runa, right? Uh, you, you've you've got Sinner. You've got, you know, you've got a, a number of good. Yeah, Felix, yes. Uh, good young players. And, and so, you know. It's becoming their time, right? And you know, but but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say this again. I'm not expecting Djokovic to walk away. No. You know, I I th- I think that he's you know he's too dedicated. I mean, you know, you know what he does off the court, and uh, you know, to you know because everything's geared towards tennis, you know, for him, uh, you know, because I think he realizes that you know eventually not going to be able to do it anymore. So he's going to give everything he can while he can to be the best that he, that he can be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, uh, is, is, uh, you know, everybody says, Oh, you know, he's, he didn't make this, he made the semis, but, uh, he didn't get to uh, get past the semis and he's lost the grand slam. And well, you know, that's it for him. Don't be saying that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm saying it was great that the young, uh, the young kid won it, but I'm not counting him out yet. Just yet. Anyway. No, no, not at all. I agree with you. I think he'll be ready to go when he comes back. And and you mentioned Nadal. Nadal, I saw news. He'll, he's coming back to play Doha in about three weeks' time. So that's good news. I thought maybe he would wait and, you know, do Indian Wells first or, or Miami or whatever, even wait to the clay. But he must be feeling okay enough to, to come back and test it out again. And that'll be another good talking point and something for us to look forward to. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, I'll, I'll just real quick, Brother, that, uh, you know, since you brought uh, Nadal up, that it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he holds up. Uh, you know, he didn't play that much tennis before the Australian. And, you know, practice is one thing. Playing those matches is a is a totally different feel. Mm-hmm. You know, the way you move, the way you think, the, you know, your reactions, uh, you know, the, the way you run, everything is different, uh, you know, when it comes down to the matches and, and, uh, going to be interesting to see, you know, how he holds up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, with the pressure, especially on the hard courts, you know, leading up to the clay. So yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope he does hold up. I think, you know, with him, uh, you know, coming back and, and being a force, especially at the French, uh, and, uh, and the Olympics would be, uh, would be quite exciting. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of the business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. You don't have to sell just your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. And sell more with less, thanks to our Shopify magic, your AI-powered all-star, baby. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. What I love best about Shopify is that no matter how big of a company you are, or if you're a small podcast like we are here in Advantage Connors, Shopify gives you everything that you need to take control and to take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. All right, guys, sign up for the $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Connors. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Connors now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Connors. Let me ask you just one quick follow-up on that. When you got older or when you came back from injuries, I feel like the thing that's hardest, I mean, obviously the game speed and all that, but the recovery. Like he played three matches, you know, and it was his third match where like, you know, the injury, you know, came out or I don't know if it was a re-aggravated one or a new one, but either way, it was that third match. So, you know, he looked good in the two previous matches and and, and even in, in the match against Thompson, he looked pretty good at times. But I'm just, you know, is it that... How is it to recover as you get older? Does it can you like noticeably well, tell I have to start doing different things, getting to bed earlier, getting in for treatment sooner, or that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, you you know, certainly, you know, age is uh you, you know things don't move as quick, you know, and and uh you know, your conditioning, you know, no matter what you do. I mean, you you got to figure out, you know, just how far you can push yourself, you know, without wearing yourself out. You know, and and uh, do you keep grinding after every ball? You know, which is an Adal trait, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, given everything after every ball, or 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 do you figure out sometimes you just might have to let one go once in a while? Uh, you, you know, and it, and it, as tough as that is to you know to get into your head, you know, I mean, I some so, you know once once I got to the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, and, and I felt my game was in good shape and, and uh, that I was ready to play it and, and could contend. I mean, you know, I, I, you, you got to feel that way. I mean, I had to let a set go one time, you know, because I was exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, that, that, you know, that's a ballsy move because, you know, maybe you can't recoup from that. You know, you get used to just letting something go and not giving it everything you have. And it it's, might be tough to find your form after that, right. you know, so. Yeah, get, getting older is, uh, you know, I mean, you, you know, the the whole thing about tennis, and I've said it before, you know, uh, you know, once you get the experience in tennis, you, you're too damn old to do anything with it, <laughs> uh, you know, because it because it, you, you you get things take a hold of you. You said it, the re, the recuperation period, and you know, what do you have to do for that, and and how do you handle that, and you know, what what it takes for you to you know to be able to go out there the next day and and still train a little bit and work on your game, but not wear yourself out, you know? So, I mean, it's, you know, but these kids today, Brad, you know, that they've got six, seven guys traveling with them. So, you know, if you can't pick, you know, one one of their brains and figure out the right thing to do, then, you know, something's wrong. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm interested to see how much he tries to like, if he's going to try and like shorten points, you know, like when I watch your old matches, especially U.S. Open run, and when, you know, you were, you know, in your 30s, later 30s, you started coming to the net a lot. You know, I don't think people realize, like, how much you would come to the net. You know, you weren't a serve and volleyer, but you would mix that in, and you would look for your your chance to get the person on their back foot and hit them into the corner, come back, and knock off a volley, you know, and try right. and shorten points. And Nadal, from when he started to what he is now, has become one of the better doubles players slash volleyers, you know, in the game when he wants when he plays, when he does it. So, um, you know, be well, cool. I'm interested to see, like, does he start mixing that in more, trying to shorten points when he sees a chance to and, and not play as many, like, long, grindy points that can wear you down? 
that's a that, that's a, a great thought, Brett, in, in, in uh, you know an observation because you know the the he gets a lot of short balls anyway, right? Uh, you know, and, and because of you know his top spin and his depth and the way he moves the ball around, that you know it, it gives him and allows him you know to be able to to play more of a forward game, uh, and and so if if he can if he can take uh, take advantage of that. Uh, you know, and and uh, get in there with those big, heavy ground strokes, and you know, shorten the points a little bit, knock off a few volleys, and and uh, you know, give him give him that kind of confidence. Then, hey, you know, stranger things have happened. You know that, so yep. uh, it'd be uh, yeah, it's a that's a great observation. Very good. Be yeah, fun to watch excited. out for that when he comes back at Doha. I don't want to talk too much more tennis. Uh, we'll get into some Super Bowl talk here in a second, but I got to give Sabby a little love. Because we knew Sabby was uh, the finals were set, but uh, she did come through, winning uh, straight sets over Zhang. She's—I mean, I really like Sabby. I'm a big Sabby yeah. fan. She's got a great personality. Uh, she's funny. I feel like she's really honest and, and gives you a lot of herself. Where a lot of players, you know, kind of shut down or have this professional side that they that they lead with when they're around the cameras. But uh, she's fun, and she's she's really become like one of you know the one first or second best player in the world top two or three anytime she steps on the court she's won 14 matches in a row at ao how about this 28 of her last 29 sets she didn't drop a set on her way to the title this year she only said she lost was last year against ribakina yeah and it's the first first player to go back to back since azarinka did it in 2012 2013 i was down there for those i remember those the red foo days if you remember the red, <laughs> the red food exactly exactly give her the attention mm-hmm. you know that that uh, you know that that she really should have and you know i know she won australia last year uh and then you know then she gets uh, you know comes through the summer and 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 plays well and gets to the finals of the us open mm-hmm. has an opportunity to win the the us open in in 2023 and uh lost to coco golf yep in from, from being ahead mm-hmm. from being ahead right yep and so you know, for her to come back uh, and and not get discouraged because it, it, those are matches that can you know if you if you let it can really you know knock you down a peg or two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, and and so you know to get back on on the horse and and get back to work and train and and say, listen, you know, I I was this close, you know, you know, but I didn't win this, but I'm not going to let that happen again, and and work towards that in in that direction. And that's and and that's what she did. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, she she played unbelievable tennis in, at the Australian Open from from the first match, you know, through to the finals, and uh, to, deservedly so, you know, wins the championship. So, you know, and, and like I said, you you've been touting her, and we've been talking about her, and and uh, you know, between Sinner and and uh, Sabalenka, you know. Oh, the uh, the double S's, you know, we've, uh, you know, we had, we had a couple of good picks. It's yep. pretty good. Yep. I mean, I think she's great for the game. You know, I think, uh, I mean, I, when I was at the U.S. Open, before the tournament started, they will like allow the public in one of the, on the days before. And she was practicing on center court. And like you could, I just went and watched, you know, 15 minutes of it. I sat right by the court and she's funny. You know, she's interacting with the fans and someone will say something to her and she turns and smiles and makes a joke. And then she goes and hits like three, you know, huge serve aces right down the tee and then goes back to joking. Yeah, I just think she's fun and and she's really likable and, and she's, she is maturing as a player. You know, like the, the her double fault thing does doesn't seem to be coming up nearly as much as it used to. Right. Um. You know, everyone said she couldn't win the big matches, like you said, she loses to golf and then comes back, boom, wins the next Grand Slam that she can win. 
not dropping a set. So it's like, what else can you ask for? Well, uh, you know, you you said it. She's very engaging, and you know, brings the crowd in and all, all that. And uh, you know, my feelings towards that. I think tennis needs that. Uh, you know, to to make the uh, and allow the fans to feel as if they're down there playing with you. You know, during the course of the, of, of the the match, and it seems that she does that. She brings the fans down, in, whether it's her practice or in her matches, and that's why you know I I think the her popularity and and the fan support that she gets is uh, is, is really showing through now. And and uh, but you know you're not going to get that unless you win, right? And she's winning, and it just uh, makes for a great story. Yep, reached the semifinal or better at the her last six Grand Slams. So she's not losing before, you know, the semis, she's getting, you know, getting to the final four every time that's given herself a chance to win. And now she's got two of them. So it's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. She, she's on a good streak. I hope she, hope she continues on. I hope she keeps it going. Yep. And I mean, she's one of the players you feel like can win any slam. Like she's good on clay. She's good on grass with her big serve and her big game. And she's really good on hard court. So she's one of the players where you're like, Hey, anytime she steps on the court, you know, or enters the tournament, she's got a chance to win. One other thing before we move on from tennis, I just wanted to give a shout out to Darren Cahill, coach, one of the coaches of Yonick Center. He came on with us after the U.S. Open. He was kind enough and, and came on and uh, we talked all about the U.S. Open and he was honest and stuff about what Yannick had to work on, you know, to win a Grand Slam. And mm-hmm. uh, if anyone mm-hmm. out there remembers, they can go listen to that episode. And, and it's just it's pretty cool that, you know, we had him. He talked about all that. And then a couple of weeks later, you know, he he turned it on. I think he's something like you know twenty two and two or something in the last, you know, three months. And and he's uh, wow. almost unbeatable. His only losses were to Ben Shelton and Joker at the ATP World Finals. So, just shout out Darren. Thanks for coming on, and and really happy for you. And and uh, hopefully you guys keep kicking ass the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, I mean the year's just going. It's a long year, right? I mean yep. we talked about that before. And, to go through the year, there's hardly ever a week off, and uh, you know. But to, to start off and, and win the first Grand Slam, and you know that that uh, if that doesn't give you confidence, I don't know what what will. And and with Sabalenka in center, and uh, you know the rest of the year, I, I hope you know. And here and, and here's one thing I always kind of you know got to throw this out that 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 I hope they don't settle back and and be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, I don't think, I don't think they will, they, they realize just how important it is and what it, what it takes, uh, you know, and, and they're, uh, I know center is very appreciative of, uh, winning his first grand slam and he's not satisfied with just that, no. you know, he sees Alcaraz has two grand slams. So, you know, and, and that's his age group. That's his guy. That's his, that's the, that's his rivalry for the next 10, 12, 15 years. So, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna want to try to, get in there, tie him up, get even with him, maybe even overtake him and, and, uh, you know, prove what he has to, you know, to offer as far as being the best player in the world. And, and, and in Sabalenka, I know, I mean, she's won two Australian opens now, as you said, her last six grand slams, she's been at least in the semis. So, you know, they, they're, they're not going to be satisfied, but you know, it's just kind of a warning because, you know, I went through it and I know that can happen. You know, so, you know, keep in there, keep grinding, keep fighting and keep training. You know, tennis is a 365 day a year job. And uh, if you're going to be the best. 
Yep. Well said. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> well said. <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, I think uh, Sabby could have had a fall off after last year and the way that she's performed since then. There's, I think they, they see the opportunity in front of them, you know? Yeah. They, they see that, hey, look. Good point. There's an Good opening point. here for for someone to take control of the game and, and, you know, be one of the best players in the world for a long time. And uh, they have good people around them, and uh, yeah, I have good work ethic. So I think that they'll be just fine. Get started on your resolutions with Factor, so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store, prep work, cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like Keto, Calorie Smart, and Vegan Plus, and more. Plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your front door. It's so easy. Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on your schedule. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Get chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your front door. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Need a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week. Or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. I like that. I like the fact that you can pause it. If you go out of town, I travel a lot. Sometimes I need to put it on pause, but when I get back, boom, I start it right up again. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during frantic times. So go ahead and just head to factormeals.com connors50 and use code connors50 to get 50% off. That's pretty good. I mean, I might have to use this myself. That's code connors50 at factormeals.com connors50 to get 50% off. All right, let's move on to some football. Sadly, the Dolphins petered out. We haven't really talked about it, but they did not make the Super Bowl, if you were all following along out there. (laughs) So Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm suffering with with you, but you did make it to the playoffs. Yep, not bad. Not bad. You're down there. You're down there. What's the word? You just happened to to go to – you know, 20 below Kansas city, <laughs> you know, where, right. where if you're, you know, you're used to playing in 75, 80 degree weather, that's uh, that's quite a change. And, yeah. and, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's interesting, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people down here that are dolphin fans and, you know, and I just tell them right away, I said, you've been a fan since you've been just a kid and you live and die with them. You, you know, every time they go out there and play, you know, wins and losses. And, and they say, yeah, they say, you know, we do too, but, uh, you know, it's getting to the point where, 
you, you, you know, the, the stabs are getting a little too deep. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know, so. I, I feel that to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm a middle-aged man and you re- you realize you put all this, I mean, it, you know, it bothers me, but not like it used to, or it would upset me for the whole week. But, uh, you know, you put all this time and effort into this thing where you have a 50% chance of being disappointed. That's a pretty, right. pretty big percent chance of being disappointed. You know, like yeah. if you go, hey, I'm going to go play 18 holes of golf. Probably not going to be 50% chance disappointed. You might not play good, but you're still going to probably have a good time. But if you dedicate your Sunday to this team, I got my jersey on, I, everyone, hey, quiet, I got it on three, uh, three TVs and I'm wearing, you know, everything. And then, oops, we lose, you know? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's not I li- as fun listen, as it used been, to be. I've been at the other end of the house at times when they were playing and, I, and I've heard the results, <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, but, it, you know, it's easy to, you know, to, to grab onto, you know, and, and, you know, put your energy in. But the problem is you're sitting watching it on TV. You can't get down there and help them. I know. You feel like uh, you helpless. Know, and, so, and, yeah, it's yeah, tough. <laughs> it, it's a helpless feeling. But, uh, yeah, but you know you know what? They they had a good run. At least they got to the playoffs. And, you know, maybe next year, you know, you Never always know. got next year. But Never know. You know, Never maybe know. something could have happened. What do you think of the, the teams that made it? The 49ers against Kansas City. Kansas City was able to go on the road and beat Baltimore in the AFC Championship. This one part that I, that I, that came out that was all over the gambling social media that I want to get your take on, that they assigned the referee, the head referee that got assigned the Kansas City game, is known for for favoring road teams or something like the road team wins like sixty percent of the time, blah 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 blah, right? And then like I went and I looked at the end of the game, Kansas City had way less penalties than Baltimore. <laughs> and I think it's just oh, this, it's a funny thing that it like comes out, it's known, and then they put them on it, and then Kansas City happens to win. Did you see any of that? What do you think about that stuff? I, well, you know, I, I didn't. I saw a little bit of uh, of the games. Uh, you know, I didn't sit down and, and uh, you know deep dive into either one of them, but just hearing that, you know, maybe maybe that's why I quit gambling. Right, right. <laughs> you, you know, and and uh, you know, knowing knowing that I don't know what. I should know. Right. Right. You know, I mean, they say, they say that it technically the NFL is like entertainment where like it's classified no differently than the WWE or like, you know, worldwide wrestling WWF right. used to be so that like technically they could, they cannot fix games for gambling purposes, but they can fix games for entertainment purposes. <laughs> is like what I've seen yeah. online. So it's just is always, that, uh, oh man, I, you know, you know what? That, that's too deep for me, but <laughs> I mean, that's why I know, don't bet but, on NFL. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's, you know, I, I don't mind watching it, but you know, as far as, you know, sinking my heart into it, you know, kind of like I used to, or like you do with the dolphins. I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to do that. I, I, you know, I want to, you know, I watch, you know, for entertainment purposes, you know, now and again. But if I if I want to, you know, go and, and I want to bet or gamble or whatever, I want to bet on myself. Definitely. You know, I, I, I'd rather, you know, you know, whether you know, no matter what it is, if, if I'm involved in it and, and I got a little bit of control over it, then I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that. But, you know, sitting back and, and uh, you know, trying to let other guys 
yeah, show the outcome you right. know, for you. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I went through that enough. You yeah, know, I'm trying to say it as gentle as I can. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Right. Well, Kansas City. Uh, I haven't looked at the line yet. I can pull it up. But San Francisco, Kansas City. I mean, Mahomes is pretty good, right? I mean, the guy's been to. He's been to yeah, four I mean, they're, AFC they're championship both, they're games. They're both great teams. They're both great teams. And and you know, Mahomes and Kansas City and and. Uh, you know the team that he has. They they they're 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 a proven uh, big deal, and and uh, you know with their results the last couple of years and the Super Bowls that they've won, San Francisco has had a resurgence. I mean they're they're you know stacked on both sides. You know I'm I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> Niner, but have, Niners are <laughs> minus two, over under forty seven and a half. Yeah, I mean that you know that's you know you might as well, might as well be a pick'em game. Yeah, essentially, it's hard to bet against yeah. Mahomes. I mean, I mean, San Francisco does have a really good defense, and, and Brock Purdy's been pretty strong. As you know, he's he's Mister Irrelevant. He was the last player drafted in his draft, and now he's starting right. in the Super Bowl. How cool is that? Yeah, you know what what a story that is. You know, in in the year that he has, and and you know, to have come out and and now to be in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's always good stories that come out of football. Always good, you know, guys that you know were never drafted, or you know, went you know were walk-ons, or or drafted in you know the very last round and the very last player. But at least the, you know the two teams, from my feeling, uh, in there, uh, you know, San Francisco and Kansas City, you're you're getting you know the two best, in in my opinion. And obviously, they are the two best because they're in the Super Bowl. But uh, they seem to have played like that, you know, pretty much over the uh, course of the whole year, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully. The, the Super Bowl uh, and and the game that they play is worthy of being a Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know, I, I think I think I will tune into that. But, you know, in the old days, you know, I used to bet all the prop bets and oh, everything. Yeah. You know, I, I'd even bet the coin flip. I remember. You know, and, and shit, you got a 50-50 chance to win that. I never won it once. You know, so, <laughs> never. <laughs> never. I never funny. won the coin flip. Well, it, uh, so, it should be a good game. So, I mean, in, it's in Las Vegas. How cool is that to think about? I mean, what a zoo mess that place is going to be. But in, in theory, it sounds kind of cool. You know, go yeah. I mean, you know, look at uh, everything. You know, with all the gambling sites and and uh, uh, you know that have taken place. I mean, can you imagine all the action that's going to be on this game? And and uh, you know the uh, you know especially you know in Las Vegas and you know a lot of you know seeing you know the teams come in there and you know maybe getting into the practice and you know or like getting distractions, all the distractions. You know, there's always some story the night or the week before that somebody gets into trouble or something. You know, Eugene Robinson for the Falcons. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch what happens. But both teams have a good defense. I think Kansas City. They don't call it Sin City for nothing. No. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that's one of my favorite places to go to. By the yeah, way, I know, I love, yeah, I know I love it. it. <laughs> well, Kansas City, I think has a, they have to thank their defense because I mean they've been good all year, but Mahomes this hasn't been his best year, and uh, I feel like there's been times during the year where where the defense was able to bail him out and come through and and help him get to this point. So you never know; it could be a little defensive battle. You never know. Well, both teams well, are pretty tough. I, I've, I might uh, grab a cold one and and uh, sit down and, and watch and uh, be a part of that whole game, you yep. know, and and uh, and just you know I haven't watched uh, a whole lot of football over the course of the year, but you know it's like the finals of Wimbledon or finals of the U.S. Open, you know, everybody wants to be there for the finals, right? You know, Kentucky this Derby. is the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. So 
everybody wants to be there for the, you know, for the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, I might as well count myself in. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll, uh, this, this week I'll take a look at the props and maybe next week we can talk some of our favorite props, some of the fun ones that, uh, that we can find. Okay. I'm going to get you out of here, but before we go, let's talk. You said something good to watch. You told me something that you were you've been watching before. I have a good show. You have a good show. Let's tell everyone out there something they can watch if they're looking for something to stream at night. Well, I- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, I'll start. Okay. If you don't mind, I'll start. It's on on Amazon Prime. It's called Reacher. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I read it, uh, read a number of the books, uh, Lee child books and, and, uh, actually I read about, you know, for me to read a book is, uh, you know, is, is massive. And I read seven or eight of those books and, <laughs> and they're unbelievable. I mean, it's, uh, you know, action, nonstop action. And, you know, he's, uh, it's just, uh, you know, one, one of those series that, you know, when, when, uh, when I first started with Yellowstone, I felt the same way. I mean, I almost let it bunch up so that I could binge them. Nice. Uh, and and uh, I just got into Reacher and and uh, I'm binging. I'm th- I'm through the first season and and halfway through the second season already. And and uh, you know I, I want to stop because I want to come back tomorrow and and, uh, uh, and and watch another episode. But <laughs> you know it, it's it's good. He's he's uh, you know the, the a lot of action. You know which I you know which I like. And uh, and, and so yeah, you know if you if you're looking for something to watch, turn on Reacher and, and hope you enjoy it. Okay, I like that. What's yours? I got uh, one. What, what are you watching? We just finished it uh, last night. It's called Griselda. It's on Netflix. It's uh, starring Sofia Vergara, the uh, actress from Modern Family. And it's about Griselda Blanco. Do you remember who this is? I mean, living in Miami, you have to remember her name. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember <laughs> that. I, uh, I think uh, she had uh, something to do with the cocaine business oh, yeah. back in the day. Yep. She's the, <laughs> yeah. the Colombian drug lord who came to Miami, took over Miami, and uh, ran the cocaine game for a long time. She's in the documentary Cocaine Cowboys, uh, a bunch of other things. But yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's entertaining. It's it's uh, you know fun content. Like if you like those kind of gangster drug shoot 'em up movies, uh, she's she's all right in it. She's she's the producer of it. You know. Like they've got her dressed up to look, to play her looks down. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but you know, they've got a wig on her and all this different stuff. It's still not the same to make her look like the real Griselda, but uh, it's, it's, right. it's fun. There's, there's one part I got to talk about. It's the, my favorite part of the whole show. So at, towards the end, the heat is on her, blah, blah, blah. The arrests are happening. They arrest her right-hand man and he's going to flip on her for some murders. And she's heartbroken. This is the guy she thought she could trust and all this stuff. 
And then the right-hand man starts having communications with one of the like lawyers on the prosecution, you know, who's been assigned mm -hmm. his contact. So like, hey, if, sure. if you have any questions or you, you remember something about the murder, you can call her. He starts having phone sex. I mean, I looked it up in the real story. It's with two different people. <laughs> starts having phone sex relationships with two women that are on the prosecution team. Therefore, it, there become, <laughs> it becomes a conflict of interest. And then now he can't testify against Griselda. And then she gets free of the murders. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, unbelie yeah, well, I, I know one thing. That's my next to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I got I to gotta watch that. That sounds, uh, sounds like there's a lot of good action and everything in there, too. That, that'll be fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's yeah. uh, six episodes. It's, it's an easy watch. Every, every episode's like 45, 50 minutes. And uh, it's good stuff. I mean, we lived in Miami, so it's always crazy. I mean, I was a little kid. I was like two, three, four years old. But always funny that when I watch all these old school movies and Scarface that like we were living in Miami during all of that stuff. You know? <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, there, there was a lot of that was uh, that was the 70s and the early 80s. And, uh, you know, there, there was a, a lot of action going on down here, you know, in Miami at the time. And, and uh, it was, you know, we, we lived in a great place, too, in, in uh, a place called Turnberry Isle. Mm -hmm. and and uh, it was uh, a great uh you know it was a great place to be there was you know a lot of a uh, lot of action there especially uh, you know during the season uh, <laughs> the snowbirds came down from canada new york and you know there was a lot of tennis and a lot of golf and you know just uh, just a lot of fun people uh, you know to hang around in the in the, you know that they were a part of that scene so oh, yeah. yeah it was it was good days oh good yeah days living back the there. old monkey business remember that <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a boat called the Monkey Business where Gary Hart got busted doing some things he might not shouldn't have been doing during his election yep. campaign, and that was always parked. I remember down in the harbor down below, right, the apartment where we lived. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> but uh, it, it sounds like uh, you you've had a, a good week, Brother, and and uh, things are going good. I know uh, you you, you uh, go back to work next week. Is that right? Yep, back in there for some T two. Everyone, tune in. Uh, we'll be coming to you early, early in the morning, I think. Uh, yeah, so that'll be fun. And and you got the golf tournament tomorrow. So you got to keep me updated. Let me know with some scores at the end of the day. And, and we can put it up on our Twitter and uh, Instagram or whatever. And let everyone know how you guys are ham and egging it. I hope I call you with some good news. Okay. But uh, in, in, the mean, in the meantime, you can always follow me at uh, on Twitter at Jimmy Connors. And they can follow you on Twitter at Brett underscore Connors. And our podcast is uh, at, at ADV Connors, Advantage mm -hmm. Connors. And uh, yeah, always uh, you know, throw in some questions to my Facebook. We, we always love hearing from our listeners and, and uh, love having you uh, be a part of what we do. We appreciate you. Yep, that sounds good. Yeah, let us know. Leave us some uh, topics and questions for next week and we'll get to them and uh, we'll talk to you then. Peace. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.